Welcome to Get Up in the Cool, old-time music with Cameron DeWitt and friends. This week's friend is Jenny Monfort. We recorded this at her place in Seattle a few days before the East Vancouver Old Time Social, which, by the way, is a total party and you should definitely think about coming next year. We talked about Jenny's interest in antique lifestyles, transitioning from classical viola to old-time fiddle, and what it takes to make a trad music community welcoming. And you know, tunes. Very, very good tunes. Stick around afterwards, and I'll tell you how you can support Get Up in the Cool and get your ears on some exclusive bonus content. But first, here's my interview and jam with Jenny Monfort. Enjoy.
Upstairs, tiny hallway. Yeah, we're on the, on the landing. <laughs> yeah. There's a, some sort of Simpsons marathon going on downstairs. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how, how long have you lived in Seattle? Um, I feel like you live a lot of places. I do live a lot of places. <laughs> this round only since last fall. But I lived here uh, a couple years ago for about half a year or two. Where are you from? Western Montana. Is, okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Is there old-time music in Western Montana? Uh, I didn't start off playing there. Okay. I think there is. There's a growing old-time scene in Missoula. I heard, I heard someone about. talking about a Missoula old-time social or convention mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I've only been there once, and it was gorgeous. Yeah. It was very pretty. I went to Montana. I went through Montana when I moved from Oregon to Philadelphia. So we went oh, on a nice. road trip, and that's the only time I've been. Yeah. Yeah. So you're from there, but you didn't start playing there. No. Playing uh, old time. Did you start playing fiddle there? I or did violin? not. <laughs> no, actually, I started out uh, in the music world um, playing classical viola. Oh, very good. Uh, yeah, like in sixth grade, you know, when everyone picks a band or an orchestra instrument yeah. um, in Alaska. Um, okay. Yeah, so I lived in Alaska for like 10 years, my awesome. teenage years. Um, and I played where across, in Alaska? Uh, near Anchorage. Okay. Where there's also where, a good old time scene. Where is Anchorage? In South Central. South Central. Yeah, okay. South Central Alaska. Um, yeah, so I played classical viola for maybe like uh, four-ish years and took private lessons and then just kind of lost interest. And, um, and then I'm really kind of obsessed with anything old-fashioned or homestead related <laughs> okay as many people uh, know about me um like what else um i just want to build my little homestead somewhere so this that's partly why i've been doing all this traveling around yeah. looking looking for places and like gaining practical uh skills along the way and yeah. playing music um I know. but so that kind of like sparked my interest in old time music because it's like sort of homesteady ish um sure and then i just I think uh, I decided that I wanted to go down to a year of like normal college. So I went to Warren Wilson uh, College near Asheville, uh, North Carolina, and took a bunch of classes down there. Um, <clears throat> and then I, I started off in Old Time World playing uh, banjo for just about a year. Um, and then it was easier because I wasn't like the, a, a beginning fiddler in the spotlight, you know, in jams. Sure. So, but I knew I like had a hold of fiddle like instrument from playing viola, right. um, and so when I got a fiddle, I kind of just transferred the banjo melodies yeah. onto the fiddle. 
but my bowing is like has been in a constant state of evolution yeah. since then. Because you started bowing on the viola. Yeah, playing classical. Playing classical. Yeah, but yeah. I didn't like Boeing's so nuanced. Like, yeah. I'm really kind of obsessed with that right now. <laughs> Would you um, say that you? Okay, here's a question. So you had viola and banjo mm-hmm. going like sort of funneling into your fiddling. So <laughs> yeah. what would you say did you did you learn more about old time through uh, or about fiddling through your banjo playing like in the rhythm mm-hmm. through that or from like what was more helpful to you? Oh, um that's a hard question. Yeah. <laughs> I guess like I mean, I picked up the melodies so that was easy yeah. and I can't like I can't read violin music so i just yeah. learned tunes by ear oh yeah because you had that weird clef huh yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> is it the tenor clef or the uh, alto clef i don't know that's so bad i should know <laughs> it's the one it's the one that looks like a letter b or yeah, a k and right. the, the middle line is middle c right yeah right. it's like they make me learn that i studied composition they made me like mm. learn it but they never made me like <laughs> you know like <laughs> really like it. hang out in that clef yeah yeah um i don't know i couldn't play classical viola now if I wanted to. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do you ever play old-time viola? No, but I sort of have been thinking about it. Actually, when I'm playing alone, I often tune my fiddle down a whole step or like we'll play in cross G because I just love that like lower sound. Yeah. It's not great for playing in jams because it just gets kind of muddy. But, sure. Um, yeah, I love playing. In have you met any other, other people who play old-time viola? No. I've only met one. Oh, yeah? Who? Yeah. Uh, well... It's it's kind of funny. Uh, I don't know how to say her last name, but like she, in her like stage name is Helen Dana Lafleur. She was on this show, oh, huh. and um, yeah, but she she plays all time viola. Where she live? Uh, Boston. Okay. Or at least the Boston area. Oh. But uh, you should listen to that. Everyone should go listen to that episode. I'm like plugging my own show in the middle of the show, but it's like it's probably one of my favorite episodes ever, and it's like okay. the third one that I released. But it's it's like a bunch of bluegrass songs, and <laughs> with her all, on viola. Yeah, with her on viola, oh, and nice. yeah, and 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 Rachel is is playing um, fiddle. So uh, yeah, I heard from folks there was a spell that viola was popular at Clifftop. Oh. I don't know when it was, but like everyone was playing, or maybe they were tuning down and yeah. into viola. You started playing old time when you went to Warren Wilson. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because you're in Asheville, mm-hmm. and because yeah, I just like that whole vibe. Yeah. Yeah. And in a general sense, like you like old things. Yes. <laughs> or not True. any old thing, <laughs> but you like yeah. old American old things. things. Yeah. At least. Yeah, like frontier, frontier history. Stuff. Okay. Yeah. I want to build my own little cabin. You want to build a cabin. Garden. Do you yeah. want to build it in an old way, or do you want to do? Mm. Probably a combination of things. Like, it's do you not, know how to like make cob houses or whatever, uh, or something I like that? I don't know how to do that. I'd really want to. My goal is to build like a little timber frame cabin, cool. but I'd have to find some mentors who could yeah. help me with that whole process. And it's hard. Like all this traveling around, I've been looking for a place that has a combination of factors that'll keep me there. So like, yeah, a good old time scene, like a good like looking for my crew of people and. Like a beautiful place. All the places I've lived in have been really beautiful, like scenery wise, but some just have been missing that, like some factor. And I'm like, okay, season's changing, time to move on to the next place. Yeah. Where are we playing next? Liberty, off the corn oh, liquor yeah. still. Do you want to do that one? Um, uh, skill liquors. Yeah. 
And also I have to admit that, um, as you're talking about, I am bad at learning things from sources. Um, so I learn mostly from like contemporary uh, fiddlers that I meet at jams whose style that I really like, especially Makes their bowing. Sense. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like to I like what Decide. I hear yeah. and, uh, or like I'll learn tunes because they have a cool name like that Crockett's Honeymoon. That's uh, a very good name. Yeah, the first tune that we played. Actually, when I get a dog in the future, I was thinking about naming it Crockett. It's a good like dog. So um, and then you can find a mate for the dog and yeah. then give them a little wedding. <laughs> and breed dogs. You know. Okay. <laughs> One dog's enough. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is a tune I learned, uh, Liberty Off the Corn Liquor Still, um, from this guy, Scotty Meyer, who's uh, one of my favorite fiddlers um, who lives in Alaska. Um, I met him and took some classes from him at Fiddle Tunes last year in yeah. Port Townsend um, and just loved his style. He kind of hunches his shoulders up and like like his shoulders are kind of jumpy when he Does plays. Does he have like a, rhythm, like a, a yeah, toe tap like but in his shoulders? Yeah, rhythmic shoulders. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> going on. I want to see that. Um, what could this possibly mean? Liberty off the corn liquor still. I don't know. Maybe you get crazy when you're Drinking I guess. corn liquor. <laughs> Old time nerds, right in, please. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he was uh, in a band. I don't. I don't know if they're playing together regularly anymore. Um, the Improbabilities and a couple of them uh, live here in Seattle. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, so. I played a lot with them. At, um, Scott Meyer or Myers. Scotty Meyer. Scotty Meyer. Yeah. Thanks, Scotty. <laughs> Thank you. 
I can just see his shoulders hopping up and down. tunes. Yeah. That's where you learn. Super fun. Yeah, I I don't know if I can make it this year. I've never been to it because I didn't start playing until I moved to Philly. But Mm -hmm. I really want to go. Check it out. Yeah. You know, uh, I went and camped out the first year, Uh two years ago, and um, just like jammed till the wee hours of the morning with people in the campgrounds. Um, And last year I went as a like an official student and got a scholarship to go, which you can apply for. Um, And I was just so exhausted in class. (laughs) I was just staying up so late at at the campground with people. Um, but I learned some really good tunes, like um, some Gary Harrison tunes. Yeah. Yeah, you the, play a lot of his tunes. So. I feel like uh, yeah. I've heard you play a lot of yeah. them. Yeah, I like Gary, Harrit- yeah, uh, Gary Harrison tunes. Yeah. You've lived all over the place. Where are some other um, old-time communities that you've, like, uh, dipped your toes into? <laughs> you've played um, in Vermont. Mm-hmm, Did you learned. mention that yet? Mm. No, that's later. <laughs> for one of these tunes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I did live in New England for like four years. Um, there's a great old time scene in Vermont. Um, I lived in Montpelier. Awesome. Yeah. I was apprenticing on homestead uh, farms in Maine for like half the year and then like yeah. bopping back uh, back and forth. Doing massage. That's my main thing. Cool. I'm a massage therapist. Doing massage in Husky Town in Vermont. Um, and yeah, it's a really sweet little old time scene out there. And they also like playing Cajun. Um, yeah. It's really fun. Cajun dancing. Awesome. Um, yeah. I can't play Cajun, but I do love dancing. Does that have anything to do with the, like, Acadian oh. connection or I don't something? know. Um, do they go out that far to Vermont? Or I guess they probably um, would have wandered out. I don't know. I, yeah, I have no idea. Um, maybe that does seem still an area sense. that I'm very, like, ignorant of. I know just enough <laughs> yeah. to ask a question, and that's it. <laughs> Say the word Acadians. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've been in... A few old-time scenes where they like playing Cajun, yeah. too. Um, it doesn't seem like it's so popular here in Seattle. but So, yeah, I um, played old-time out in New England, and I lived in Wisconsin for a summer, and southwestern Wisconsin, which seems kind of random, but the Driftless region. There's some mm. awesome musicians out there. Um, I lived there in 2010, um, and there was an intern at this cool little folk school called the Driftless Folk School. Um, which doesn't seem super active now, but like it was, I still, I still think it was the best, uh, like screen dance I've ever been to. Oh, wow. Uh, it was in a barn. It was at this little, um, thing called the Gaze Mills Folk Fest. And there are all these great musicians that just come out of the woodwork there. Um, and it was like, there was a live, you know, a band and uh, a bunch of squares and each square had their own collar standing next to it. And we were all doing like each square was doing a different dance awesome. to the band is playing the tune. So it was amazing. Like the barn was just, the yeah. barn floor was like uh, rocking. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so there's a great, there was a great old time scene in, um, the Driftless area of Wisconsin. Um, and where else? I was really just a beginner when I was down in, uh, North Carolina. So it was sort of intimidating, honestly. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so I, I didn't really like, because of the, like, uh, the how, culture down there, the culture is intimidating. Yeah. Well, as a beginner, too. as a beginner. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, I'm sure like you, you're just like always trying to feel out different social scenes, totally. um, which can be kind of scary, especially for a beginner. 
I feel that sometimes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even I mean, as like, a coming, better player. <laughs> coming to Portland, you know, all-time gathering for the first time, I was definitely, like, yeah. kind of nervous. I'd only met, like, three all-time players from Portland or so. Uh-huh. I came out here, I was like, oh, there's a lot of really cool, really good musicians. <laughs> Some really cool people here. Yeah. <laughs> I hope, you know, I had a little bit of that, like, you know, new kid Star, in school. Star like Trekness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely that. Totally. Um, and I'm still feeling that. Like, uh, it... It's better now, like, I can go to festivals and campouts and just, mm-hmm. like, bop around all these different campsites. And I don't consider myself, like, belonging to any, like, one scene. Sure. Like, oftentimes people camp together and just, right. like, play with themselves. But I really just like floating around like a butterfly. And, yeah. Um, totally. Yeah. It, yeah, it is kind of funny how people come to, you know, Cl- uh, Clifftop or other festivals and then they just sort of... Uh, play music with the people from their town. <laughs> you know, not <laughs> yeah. everyone does that, but th- that yeah. is a thing. Yeah. Yeah. My main thing in going to festivals is just like meet as many t- new people as I can. And like when I see, like meet a fiddler or some musicians whose style or sound I really like, yeah. I just kind of like try to latch onto them <laughs> and totally. hang out with them as much as possible. I always try to like have like a, like a, like a best friend fling because <laughs> I, I used to have those all the time in like some in summer camp and stuff you know uh-huh. growing up and that's like my summer camp now so going to <laughs> yeah. going to old time festivals yeah yeah I went to Clifftop a long time ago um also when I was kind of a beginner and I went really not knowing anyone which was also very scary yeah I didn't know anyone the first time I went either yeah um but yeah where else? I love the old time scene here in Seattle. They're super friendly. Yeah. And I go to um, this one fun thing, um, the Seattle Subversive Square Dance Society. We call it S4. Um, I just hosted a party here <laughs> last night for that. Um, it's like, a, well, they put on the um, dance, the square dances at the Tractor Tavern in Ballard uh, twice a month, um, which is really fun, like very beginner friendly. and. Cool. Um, then we put on these house parties kind of just randomly, maybe like on average once every couple months um, yeah. for uh, new callers and old callers and um, musicians to come and practice like cashing out dance moves and um, and playing for, you know, in front of people. So it's very like welcoming. And yeah. um, that is actually one of the reasons that I decided to kind of base myself in Seattle. Like I moved out here from New England to go to woodworking school in Port Townsend. It's also a great old time scene out there. Yeah. Um, is that the same <clears throat> woodworking school that Joel Brown yes. is? Or at least was <laughs> yep. going to. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, Good. And the same one that Joanne Pontrello went to right I don't before know her. I did. Um, I can put you in touch with her. Great. She's a good uh, lady old time fiddler. Um, and yeah, so there's a great old time scene out there too. Um, but I, when I was like sort of relocated out here, I was just trying to decide where. Yeah. along the west coast that I wanted to kind of situate myself to save up money and get out to Port Townsend and yeah. um, I just kind of fell in love with the Seattle old time scene and yeah. I was like alright I'm sticking around <laughs> so if you were to like recap like if someone's like trying to make an old time community or trying to make one from scratch or to uh-huh. change their current one like how what is the most like you've surveyed so many <laughs> yeah and like in their actual environment not just seeing Uh, those people at festivals but like what is like the thing that's like most attractive to you and like the best quality Mm. um probably just like that welcoming vibe and having like access to like the public can access 
things like these house parties. Yeah. Um, Because people often are like, well, I don't know, like, how to connect with old-time musicians in a new place. Um, So if it's, like, advertised or if there's a way, like, social media is great. Um, Like, there's a, the Seattle old-time music community has a Facebook page and, you know, people are often posting that they're hosting parties or that's a good way to just like plug into a scene Um, and I always try to be a good host like for when new people or travelers come through like I try to like connect them with uh, other people in the old time scene and like tell them about things that are kind of like more underground that might not be like so accessible if they didn't have any connection there yeah right on (laughs) awesome yeah like uh you know, when I when I first started playing, I had this sort of idea that old time was sort of like um, a little bit of a utopia, mm-hmm. and that everyone was friendly because it because that was like yeah. my first experience. You know, like going to some of my first jams and first mm-hmm. festivals, and then I found out that like that's a lot of that is true, mm-hmm. but that's not necessarily the case everywhere. And some places yeah. aren't as welcoming and aren't as friendly, and. Um, Maybe some places like could be, but ne- not necessarily. It just takes someone to like sort of take a, role, a like a leadership role. Yeah. Like for sure. Hillary Burhans, for instance. Do you know her? Mm-hmm. Great. Um, I met her at Clifftop. First oh, <laughs> yeah. I imagine you went. You met her because you like. They were like, "Come hang out with us." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she like started that like you know for donation restaurant like yeah. basically at, at Clifftop. So yeah, it's totally. like. But she, when she was on the show, she was talking about how she, when she first went to Clifftop, when it was new, uh-huh. she wasn't very satisfied with, like, the the social, like, um, the culture of it. Mm-hmm. And so she just decided, I'm going to, like... Be the friendly one. I'm going to be the friendly one. <laughs> and now she's, like, queen of <laughs> Clifftop, yeah. as far as I'm concerned, yeah, you know? Yeah, totally. And, and I, yeah, it's like... It was so cool to be like, oh, this isn't something necessarily inherent in the music. It's something that, like, mm-hmm. like people decided. Yeah. You know? So, like... Yeah. Yeah. And I've definitely encountered, like, all different personalities on that spectrum in every uh-huh. scene that I've gone to. Like, people who are kind of, you know, very exclusive and, yeah. like, those are usually the super good people who just right. want to play with them and their friends. And you're like, oh, I really want in that cool kid club. But yeah. you're like... Uh, and then there's like the more friendly welcoming ones and you know it's gotten better as um, that's not to say that the cool kids aren't friendly of course right or that the or or that the the, welcoming kids aren't good (laughs) yes the welcoming kids aren't good yeah Um, but like and that has helped like as I've gotten better like I've I've sort of developed like a thicker skin um, and it's been easier to approach people and not like take things so personally like when yeah. they don't want to play with me or, totally. you know, being ex- excluded from some things. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's, that's one thing that's just like helped me kind of in general in life. Like yeah. in all my travels, uh, you can instantly connect with people, uh, old time players, pretty much anywhere you go. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that socializing thing, kind of like navigating my place in the social hierarchy in the old time world. And developing that, like, like kind of toughening up. Yeah. It's funny that it would require that, but I had to do a little <laughs> bit of that, too. Yeah. I wish I could say that I didn't care about, yeah. you know, cliques or, like, social hierarchies. Yeah. You know, that right. I was totally aloof of it, but... Yeah. If anything, I've gotten 
more because I understand it more. I feel like I'm more sensitive to it. Uh-huh. But yeah, also, right. <laughs> like as I've gotten closer to it, but like, but the rewards as I've gotten more involved in old time have. I feel like it's netting positive. Yeah. So it's like higher highs and higher <laughs> lows, kind of. Yeah. Which is maybe a ma- microcosm for just growing up in general. <laughs> it's like how it feels. Yeah. Feel right. happier and sadder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's play another tune. Cool. Um, yeah. Gentlemen f- from, from Virginia. Virginia. Yeah. Uh, I learned it from this kid, uh, Brendan, out in Port Townsend, uh, who I think you learned it from the Knope Brothers. Cool. Um, and they're super friendly and fun to play Yeah, because you sent me, was it them teaching it at a workshop or something? Oh, yeah, Or probably. Slower Than Dirt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, I often like uh, kind of shorter but um, repetitive tunes, but like with slight variations yeah. in each repetition. So this seems like one of those. Thank you. 
That's a really sweet tune. Yeah. Hmm. Gentleman from Virginia. Gentleman from Virginia. Not of, like I was thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Not Uh, that it matters too terribly much, but it could in old time world. You never know. Gentleman of and from. Yeah. And to Virginia. (laughs) (laughs) Among Virginia. (laughs) (laughs) Wanna play C tune or? Yeah. Okay. What are we playing next? Rhymers. Rhymers favorite. Yeah, where did you... Is this the one that you learned from the guy in Vermont? Yeah, um, from this guy, Mark DiStefano in Montpelier, who is like a walking tune library. You know, those people in mm-hmm. old-time communities just like knows the source and history and yeah. way back of all the tunes. Um, yeah, and he he's great. I played with him quite a bit. Okay. Thank you. 
<laughs> getting warmed up on sea tunes. That's, that's a bonkers tune. Yeah. Rhymer's favorite. favorite. That is probably one, if not my most favorite sea tune. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot there to chew on. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> okay, so we have a couple more. Um, this next one, Scolding Wife, we're going to do next. Mm. And you do this one from Spencer and Reigns. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. pretty sure I got it from the Spencer and Reigns CD. Yeah. Um, they're they're good people. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, it seems super nice. Yeah. Uh, I saw them at Fiddle Teens, I think. Yeah. I bet they have good stage banter. for. They're <laughs> a married couple, for those of you who don't know them. <laughs> it's funny that they chose this, this team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like it because it does kind of sound like a wife scolding, like shaking her finger. <laughs> yeah, <husband>. very good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Yeah, we need that.
It totally does sound like scalding. That's perfect. Yeah. Man. Thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah. I'm really flattered that you wanted to interview me, so. <laughs> I'm flattered you would say that. Mutually flattened. Great. <laughs> um, yeah, I love your fiddling. and. Um, I, I hope you find uh, the right place to home, to homestead up. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it's somewhat near wherever I homestead. <laughs> you want to homestead? Uh, no. <laughs> I want to settle down, but yeah. Well, you guys are moving out to Seattle, right? Uh, we're moving to Portland. Oh, Portland. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Oh, right, right. So yeah. we won't be building any <laughs> anything, but Maybe urban homesteading. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Awesome. What's this last team? What are we doing? Mm. Oh, Boneyard. Oh, Boneyard. The hardest, hardest one. The hardest one. Yeah, this one's a lot. Uh, it's quite noty. We're going to like slow it down like, so you can hear all the notes. Yeah, then you <laughs> Just can learn you. it. Yeah, you can learn it. That's one thing that That's I do why. when I, yeah, exactly. When I go to uh, jams or festivals, um, like I'll be playing in a group and I'll hear a tune that I like and then I'll be the annoying one that asks the uh-huh. lead fiddler if they can just play it by themselves slowly yeah. for me to record it and then I'll learn it later that always, way. So I always do that everyone <laughs> yeah always yeah. do that but I try to approach it really nice be like would you mind if I da, da, da. Yeah. <laughs> or or you could just, you could say like those of you out there who want to learn new tunes I love the way that you play that yeah I would love to you know right <laughs> And it's not like people are making a living that much anymore off like contest winnings or anything. So it's like, yeah. I don't think people are as precious about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 But, um, so this is the Gary Harrison tune that I learned from Brittany Newell here in Seattle. Um, I think we, we, we had this late night Gary Harrison jam, like late, late, it was probably like three in the morning at Fiddle Teens. Yeah. <laughs> and we we're, we're so both so excited for about like, 45 minutes and then I think we just hit a wall we're like oh shit we're so tired yeah, <laughs> yeah. uh yeah I've never played this one before yeah uh, most people play you know the the standard ones that the the party ones yeah but what are the party one. what are like the most red typical? prairie dawn oh, everyone plays okay. red prairie dawn. and uh um people to some extent play boys and buzzards are flying oh yeah I love that but tune. not as much as dull chisel Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. that too. That's the biggest one, yeah. Right here than us. Yeah. And Red Prairie Dawn. Mm-hmm. But Boneyard. Okay, we'll see if I can pull it out. I was having a little trouble with my fingers getting twisted up, but we'll see.
you want to support Get Up in the Cool, you totally should. There's a lot of ways to do it. For instance, I don't advertise the show, so please tell your friends and family about it. In person, on social media, uh, at your next jam, if you play a tune that you heard on the show, talk about it. Um, And, you know, blow up all the trad music forums. Then go find Get Up in the Cool on Apple Podcasts and write a five-star review. Now, if you find yourself looking forward to Wednesday mornings and listening to many of the backlogged episodes, that may be a sign that you're ready to take the next step and get some exclusive rewards. If that sounds like you, go to CameronDeWitt.com and click the Patreon button. There, you'll find all the levels at which you can support the show and their corresponding rewards, like on-air shoutouts, weekly bonus tracks, online banjo workshops, and access to the Get Up in the Cool Tune Archive, featuring every tune ever played on the show, tagged and organized for your iTunes library. Special thanks to my newest Get Up in the Cool supporters, Christy Liu, Dylan Shore, and Tim Fitzpatrick. Thank you so much. Right now, as I finish this episode, it's very late, and I wish I was asleep. There's a lot of aspects to making this show that are work and don't involve me playing banjo. Uh, But you guys make all the editing and posting and other non-musical parts worthwhile to me. Again, thank you. Your support means a lot to me. The best of 2016 album, Get Up in the Cool Volume 1, is available on my website, CameronDeWitt.com. Just click the buy slash stream button. While you're there, click that button that says TOTBS, which stands for Think Outside the Box Set, my other podcast. We just started Season 3. We're reviewing every Alanis Morissette album, including her first two Canadian dance pop albums, which which are something. (laughs) I also teach banjo lessons on Skype and... I have room for more students, so hit me up for lessons if you're interested. You can use the contact form on my website or message me on Facebook. All the links I mentioned in this outro can be found in the show notes on your device or on camerandoit.com slash getupinthecool. And make sure to like, follow, and join Get Up In The Cool's Facebook page and group. Finally, Get Up In The Cool is always looking for one-off or continuing sponsorships, so hit me up if you want me to plug your business, website, or crowdfunding campaign. Thanks for listening, friends. Come back same time next week to Get Up In The Cool.